Yeah, we back with a new episode. Was the Broad Street? You know that we best to show. Sammy Conway every single week. Blowing up the net, it's a goddamn treat. Hey, Philly Sports Talk by the fans, for the fans. Our producer, Shane G, is the GOAT, man. Talking everything that go on here in Philly. Got the intro from my homie, Meek Millay. Burning up the mics, yeah, we don't cap. Now hear the wolves, listen up, it's a rap. Hello everybody, hello Philadelphia, welcome back once again to yet another edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. As always, my name is Ryan Conway and joining me here is my illustrious co-host and wartime consigliere, Sam Glavin. And of course we have our producer behind the the glass, Seamus G. We're making our YouTube debut on the Liberty Line podcast network, also simulcasted on Facebook and Twitch. Want to join the conversation? Honestly, best place to do it is on the YouTube We've got a ton of, of, of great programming. Of course, we debuted Liberty Line Radio this morning. And speaking of Liberty Line Radio, Sam, we have one of the hosts of Liberty Line Radio, as well as the co-host of the Philly Pod, at the Philly Pod on Twitter, and Eagles insider Victor Williams. And, of course, yeah, founder of the Liberty Line as well. So he's yeah, a very thanks. significant individual. <laughs> so. Run down, run down my, my titles. I'm actually – the most surprising thing about this intro – is me finding out that Seamus is actually behind the glass. Cause I used to think that you just said that shit and it like, he was never there. Like I thought you would say no. it and then just end the broadcast yourself. And I'd be like, all right, dude, but he's actually behind the glass. So that's good. Fully behind the glass has always been fully behind <laughs> the glass. There was a period of time where he was not behind the glass. Yes. <laughs> and then, and then, and then it was a bit, but then he came back behind the glass. I promise you and one time I was like, mix. take this out Seamus. And I literally saw him like hit the button and I was like, okay. Don't expose us on our first show, man. Come right. on. Right. Hey man. He's here. It's not exposed. He's literally here. Yeah, so. he's here. He is here. He's here now. And he does a great it, job. Facts. He does. Got to talk That's to him a fact. little bit today for the first time extensively. So. Fun Good time. Stuff. Fun. We got brand synergy. Great things going on here at the Liberty Line. And a lot of great things going on with the Birds, Vic. I mean, we're going to the playoffs. We're playing Tom Brady and the Buccaneers on Sunday. That's That game on Saturday against Dallas was obviously ugly, but we didn't play anybody. That was the JV versus the starters. So that was... If anything, it was more embarrassing for Dallas because they celebrated so aggressively the entire time and yeah. they were literally lighting up guys I had never heard of. I probably said who 40 times because I didn't know anybody that was on the field. So probably yeah. not too much to take stock in from that game, right? Um, you can, uh, I think the, the biggest story out of that game is that Jalen Rager was in there playing with like the fourth stringers. Like that should tell you how the team feels about Jalen Rager at this point. Yeah. That you have one of your starting wide receivers out there playing for basically 80% of the game. So obviously we know that he hasn't got off to the right foot in this league yet. Now, uh, ending the second year of his career, didn't even hit 300 yards, 299 for, for this guy on the year in receiving yards. So it's not all his fault. I know Sirianni had a tough time incorporating him, um, you know, in the beginning of the season. And he obviously, you know, was in his own head and he was dealing with the tragedy of his friend in the offseason, had a lot of roadblocks uh, to get over. But, yeah, it was interesting to see him in there. Um, He saw some good things from Kenneth Gainwell. He proved that he could be a rusher when called upon. Uh, At the end of this season now, the Eagles have five, which I found out was the first time in NFL history that the Eagles have five rushers to all average 4.3 yards per carry or more between Gainwell, uh, Jordan Howard, Miles, Jalen Hurts, and uh, and uh, who's the fifth one? Who's the who's the fifth one? Uh, Boston Scott. Couldn't Boston, think of all. Yeah. Yes, sir. I mean, we've got a lot of quality backs. It's hard to yeah. keep track backs. of all of them. Most teams yeah. don't even have two. 
I know. Yeah. Vic, do you um do you bring up Huntley for this game to do some special teams? I think you do as a kick returner. I think you kind of have to. Um, I think I, I wanted Gainwell back there for much of the season. Um, I think Huntley, he showed he had that burst. He should be probably doing punt returners too because Jit Rager obviously can't figure it out back there. We all saw Greg Ward average like two yards per return in 2020. So he's yeah, not the answer either. Uh, I like your way of thinking there, Sam. I think he does have a role in special teams. I was kind of shocked. Um, he, he didn't get a lot of time this year because he did have a strong training camp. Um, but he was on that cusp of averaging over four yards. He was at 3.9. So they almost made it six rushers over four yards to carry. So he's definitely worth Damn. a look if they want to get a burst in the special teams unit. Absolutely. I mean, pretty much, I mean, to, pretty much all the takeaways from this Dallas game are, are positive because they're all, because anything that, uh, that, that happened that was bad, you chalk up to them all being JV yeah. players. But then there were a lot of guys, I mean, our offensive line, all those backups still looked pretty strong and it, Obviously, having Huntley back there is going to help us a lot. Just having a dynamic guy that can, like you said, have that burst, especially heading into Tampa, where we're going to need all the help we can get in terms of running the football, uh, and, and especially in terms of special teams holding on to the ball and, and and flipping the field any chance we can get with the weather. Are there any other matchups in Tampa that you think that we're going to have to exploit to come out on top? Because, I mean, it's a date with the GOAT like the thumbnail that you put together for this episode says this is a this is a big time matchup yeah. that we're going to have to find every possible avenue to win. Yeah, it was in, it was interesting to me before uh before we found out who the Eagles were facing in the postseason. You know, a lot of fans were saying that they were welcoming this Bucks matchup for the simple fact that obviously uh, they don't have Godwin. Um they were banged up with the uh, ABs obviously not there anymore, Levante David, Leonard Fournette who are returning to practice now. I don't know if they play uh, but they return to practice today, so we have to keep an eye on that. Levante David is a guy you certainly do not want to de- deal with uh, mm-hmm. on that defense. Um, but you ha- you look at what well, Richard Sherman's now done for the year. Um, it's honestly just trying to to have your run heavy offense keep up with Tom Brady. Can you win a game with uh, with the offense that is designed to to just wear people out when you try to keep the ball away from Tom Brady? That's the biggest thing you have to look at. I think the most confident thing we can look at with the Eagles heading into the postseason is that Jalen Hurts, we know that Jalen Hurts doesn't have to play a perfect game for the Eagles to win. You can Jalen Hurts can make a mistake or two and the Eagles can can find their way out of it with their rushing attack. Now they can't start slow like they have been. Like we were playing Mike Glennon and Garrett Gilbert off to those slow starts. So it didn't matter down the stretch. But if you get down 10 nothing to Brady. Not sure how how long we're going to be in that game. So I think getting off to a fast start is the uh, it, they have to emphasize that going into going into Sunday. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, if I'm being fully honest with you, Vic, the offense is not my concern in the slightest. I mean, oh, we've they yeah. they've proven that they can put up points with with pretty with, with ease. I mean, the running attack is phenomenal, and then you get Jalen Hurts in there using his legs as well, which opens up his area for for passing and non stressful situations so (laughs) my biggest concern is our defense dude going up against tom brady i mean we have we've said in the past that the the blight of the philadelphia fan is the average football player um but we are going up against the greatest quarterback of all time tom brady so do you do you think that gannon like what 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 what's 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 his game plan here? Because he has not had a solid game plan going into any game so far this year. Yeah, it's a good point, Sam. I've 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 to to combat that. 
you as well as Ryan. If it was up to you, who were you putting on Gronk? If it was up to you, I don't know. I have, I have no idea. Gannon's going to have to figure out how to, how to cover Gronk. <laughs> Mike Evans is there. Um, he got banged up a little bit last week, but he returned, so right. he should uh, be good. Scotty Miller's there. He's a burner. Um, Tom Brady threw a game-winning touchdown to somebody in week 17. I don't even know his name, but Brady yeah. is good for, for finding guys and making names out of them. Um, the angle I kind of have for defense for this game is that you have to hope that Jonathan Gannon has learned from the week six matchup and he's getting head coach interest. So my my hope is that he he turns up this game, puts on a good audition and, uh, you know, he's interviewing with Denver when, when the playoffs are over, uh, whenever that happens. If it happens, or it could be champions, you know, I don't know. But, but, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, you have to hope that Gannon, with all that, with with the potential head coaching hire, uh, he puts on a good show. You don't want to go out there and lay an egg, and then you know, you he's likely getting passed over this round anyway. Uh, but I'm hoping that this newfound head coaching interest kind of lights a fire up on, underneath him, and he uh, he 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 tries to make a statement against, the, like you mentioned, the greatest quarterback this game has seen. Absolutely, man. Tom Brady. I mean, (laughs) Tom Brady's tough to stop, especially when I mean he doesn't get sacked. He's the only quarterback in the NFL that's been sacked less than Jalen Hurts this year. And part of that, of course, is that Tampa Bay offensive line. But part of it is also just Brady just gets the ball out fast. Part of that is just Mm. he's able to make those reads, and part of it is just that guys will be open. The refs protect him. Yeah, (laughs) that's another thing. Don't act like that's not a thing. Mm -hmm. It's not. It is. It is. It's. 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 It's it's difficult, man. It's, 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 it's difficult yeah. to stop him. You got to get. Oh, I'm, I'm I mean, not you have the defensive line to get the rest, in there. Like you lay a finger on, on Brady, it's them flags are flying. So. Oh, I, oh, mm-hmm. there's no question about it. No question. Hopefully, in because I mean, it's supposed to be rainy and, and it's supposed to be like quarter to a half inch of rain on the field. Hopefully, it just in the mud and the guts down there, we can get a couple shots in. You know, because I kind of think we need some some retribution for Donovan McNabb in that Super Bowl. A lot of late hits out of bounds. I think, you know, in the weather, we can get a couple cheap shots in on Brady, who I think, I mean, he he's on steroids. So Here we, I, go. Here we, go. we need to level he's, the playing field somehow, right? There it is. He's a 43-year-old man playing professional football. He's clearly on some form of performance-enhancing drugs, Lance Armstrong style. So we got to get those hits on him any way we can. And, and I, if I he's think, on, if he's on steroids, what's LeBron on in his like nineteenth season? Hey man, he's we're he's not talking about basketball, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm just seeing, Chinese I'm just seeing government. The, is I'm just seeing how the narratives align here. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we we have our own narrative and we push it pretty hard. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, Vic, I Ryan brought up a good point about the about the weather before he started going on this steroids yeah, bullshit yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Um, <laughs> I honestly think that the weather being bad this weekend plays in favor of the Eagles and mm-hmm. plays in favor of the run game. And, you know, Tom Brady is – he while he's the GOAT, he'll throw an interception or two in a game. Mm-hmm. Like, he will. And, like, I mean, it won't hurt him in the, in, the, in the game itself, but he'll throw an interception in a game. And I think that that I, – I think doing all that stuff with the weather and, like, our run game and stuff – we've got to have our defensive line going after the, the quarterback and their offensive line. I mean, do you see the weather as this big a factor as I do or, or what, what's going on? Um, yeah, you're, you're, you're right on the money there, Sam, as far as the weather, because one thing we have to remember is the potential of uh, Leonard Fournette not playing. They have Le'Veon Bell, right. obviously, but if Fournette's not in there, Tom Brady's probably passing more. He'll be more prone to those turnovers um, that you mentioned. The only thing that the weather could backfire on the Eagles 
is if they become too one-dimensional and then it becomes expected and Tampa locks down on the run and they force Jalen Hurts to throw. He's already not a great pa- – well, not a developed passer. I don't want to, you know, ruffle feathers. <laughs> like, he's already not a developed passer yeah. in the NFL yet. So I'm not sure if I want him back there throwing 25 times in great weather, let alone this kind of weather. <laughs> so um, if, they, if they become too one-dimensional because of the weather and then the defense locks down on that run, that could be a detriment to the Eagles' offense. Hopefully – uh, the offensive lineman is ready to go, and, and it doesn't really matter if they expect it or not. Even with 15 different rotations, that OL has still been right. dominant. So I'm not too concerned about it. But uh, if, if the weather forces Jalen Hurts to throw, I'm not sure how confident I am in, in that. <laughs> yeah, we could be in trouble if that's the main. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. A little bit. <laughs> we could be in trouble there. Not that I don't trust. I trust Jalen Hurts going yeah, into this game. I really do. Not as, you know, it's just not a strong suit. He's, no, he's, you're, you're, he's you're, a bad passer. He's just a second-year yeah. quarterback. Like He's going to make you're, his throw. You're we're on the same page there, but big guy, that's that's yeah, my, that's my thinking exactly. Jalen Hurts gives me all the confidence in the world, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, I just, just I mean, I'm not, it, it has nothing to do with on the field, although he has made some throws. I mean, you've seen improvement, you can't deny there have been, oh, of course, improvements in him throwing the football as, as the year has gone on. That's all we can ask for, really, out of a second year quarterback that we think was overdrafted in the second round. Like, great to have great to see from him but like just just you know he's he's really just got balls of steel like Mm -hmm. nothing really rattles this guy i mean he had that fade away pitch for a touchdown like he 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 tripped and fell backwards and was still locked in in a high pressure situation not every quarterback in the league can do that a lot of guys are just gonna fall all over themselves and look like a jackass jalen hurts is and all those intangibles that people like to talk about he's got every single one of them i mean you saw him in that used car ad for those for those cadillacs i wanted to buy a cadillac i've never wanted to buy a cadillac i don't even like cadillac but i'd buy one yeah i don't either (laughs) hell no i've never wanted a cadillac in my life and then i saw him hawking used caddies and i was like i could see myself i could see myself behind the wheel yeah, I think, like, I think the uh, the most rattled I've ever seen Jalen Hurts is probably the Monday night game against Dallas, where he like visibly looked shaken, and you were like, "Oh, this is this is getting ugly fast." <laughs> like, yeah, man, that's, that's probably um the one time. But he's certainly developing as a passer. There's plays that he's made later on in the season where if it was week three, he would have took off running. He's he's mm-hmm. you know standing standing in the pocket, making better throws. I don't know if it's as a result of his uh, ankle bothering him or if he's developing or if he's trusting his receivers more or a combination of all three. Sometimes injuries, you know, force you to get out of bad habits. And while unfortunate, they could be a blessing in disguise. So so maybe that's a that's a situation here. Yeah, I think the biggest thing for me, what I noticed in the beginning of the season with Jalen was those um, the illegal man downfield penalties. On they the, assume he's running on the so line. Running. yeah. <laughs> so they and so and we haven't seen nearly as many as of those as we have uh, as we did in the beginning of the year. So I really do think that he's developed. I mean, it's great that he's had the offensive line that he's had for for his second year being in the uh, being in the league. Hopefully, we can recreate that next season. I mean, I don't want to talk about next season yet, but um, yeah, man, I'm I'm excited. So I know it's Wednesday, but we only do the show once a week. Vic, do you have a score prediction? Mm, I, I can I can come up with one. Give me like five minutes. Yeah, wait. come up with one, Ryan. Go ahead and yeah. say I'm, stuff. I'm going. I'm going 27, 24. Birds. That's what I was gonna go with. Birds. <laughs> but hey, say it, man. Double yeah, down. That's a, yeah, that's exactly what I was gonna do. I was gonna do 27, 24. Uh, house money, baby. Yeah. It, How many exactly right. It's house money. It is. It's house like, money. 
We have nothing to lose in this football. Exactly. Game. No, our players should go and out. Those teams, those teams are often the most it. dangerous. The ones that exactly, that exactly. Yeah, and I believe Park Sportsbook has the. I think it's eight and a half. Like, take those points all day for sure. For sure. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah. Lay the lay the freaking now. rent, mortgage, whatever you're paying. The uh, tuition in your in your in y'all case. <laughs> and and, yeah, and but, you want to know what you can do? Where you can wager that money? You can wager it on the Park Sportsbook app. You can go ahead and make an account with code Wolves sixty nine. Took y'all sixteen Re- minutes to bring it up. This is ridiculous. I don't. Hey man. Hey. All I'm saying is I'm not feeling a lot. That's of record for us. I'm not feeling <laughs> a lot of oh motivation yes. from the from oh, the good people. You got to bring in the lines, man. Bring in the lines. Anyway, the I would line. take points for sure. Uh, yeah. Score wise, I oh man, I'll say I'll say it's twenty six twenty one bucks. I think the Eagles cover, but I think they I think they lose by more than a field goal, but less than a touchdown. So I'll say twenty six twenty one. You're a rat. You're, you're a rat. clearly not. <laughs> Vic, we're going to the Super Bowl, so I don't know what yeah. you say. We can't you can't predict the loss if we're going to the Super Bowl because then you're going to be wrong. It's not Wait, yeah, we'll just predict losses. Oh, you picked birds, didn't you? Oh, yeah, well, I'll, be, I'll, be, I'll be the objective one. Like, you got to, you know, Brady's going to probably, no, probably, Brady's Meister, probably yeah. gonna make a play. And, you know, it happens. It happens. He's Tom Brady. I mean, it's going to be – it's yeah. it's obviously going to be tough. But, hey. You see that belt, though. If we win, bring me on the very next day. That belt will be <laughs> yes, great. Great. Acknowledge <laughs> kinda me. Kind of hurts, yeah. hurts me. I think the only – one of the one of the biggest things for me, like, just from my mindset in terms of, like, a, a fan right now is, yeah, like, we'll go in. If we win, fantastic. If we lose – you know what we have to look forward to? Three fucking first-round draft picks. Three first-round like, picks, a potential wide receiver, two in free agency, a second yeah. quarterback who's shown growth, potentially like upwards in $30 million of cap space with restructures. It is not that I've been looking ahead or, or, or anything. Yeah. <laughs> that is just – This never greatest. happened. I've never been optimistic yeah. this early I'll for next this year. I, mm. I expect you to be like, oh – I. I can't <laughs> be like, oh, we played no name QBs to end the season. We had a losing record. We haven't beaten, I mean, not a losing record. We haven't beaten a single team with a winning record. That was the glove, and I was expecting. But this man's, this man's. No, I'm excited. I only get super fever. negative with oh, the Carver. Phillies and the Sixers. I am all, I'm pretty positive when it comes to the Eagles, unless they suck. Uh, yeah, they're average early in the season, the season, man. Yeah, early in the season. Here's the thing about this Eagles team and why I have more faith in them now with each passing week is because, I mean, it's a new, it was a, basically a brand new football team last year. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. we had those core veteran guys, but we didn't have a training camp really. It was all virtual and preseason was bullshit. Jalen Hurts had never started a full season. Nick Sirianni never been a head coach before. Devontae Smith, a rookie. Uh, obviously having dog shit players like Rager and J. John on the roster didn't help. Hey, hey, Rager is. identity. Up and coming. <laughs> All right. Dog shit's hey, man. Yo. Hey, man. It's it's not even long. funny. <laughs> but dog shit's not funny anymore. J-Jaw, yes. I finally chemistry. gave up on J-Jaw after last weekend. That was it for Dude. me. The final page got ripped out the chapter. That was That it, was man. the worst thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, he ruined my life that night. Once he's gone, everything will be just roses. But right now, this, regard, in spite of J-Jaw, in spite of Rager, the team chemistry is incredible. You heard Jordan Mailata today talking about Jalen Hurts holding himself more accountable, which is something that was clear that the locker room did not see in Carson Wentz, which is part of why that whole thing mm-hmm. fell apart very quickly, was the lack of accountability. Meanwhile, Jordan Mailata is saying, this guy's holding himself so accountable. Like, that's what you, that's just what you love to hear about your quarterback as a leader. I mean, the guy's, what, like 23 years old? He's like as old as I am. Jesus Christ. Yeah, he is 24. 
That's a man right there. Biggest age disparity of a playoff game in NFL history between quarterbacks. It is. I think, I think that is same same thing with wins too. Stupid. Playoff wins. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, and he is going for. He can break Carson Wentz's passing record in the playoffs. Uh, <laughs> he just needs five yards. <laughs> he needs one. I think he needs four. Five he threw for four. He threw for four against Seattle. He threw for four against Seattle. Oh, oh my he had God. one. Yeah, I know. I should have known. We were at that game. Seamus G and I were at that game. I can understand why you might block that one out though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, very much. So. <laughs> Josh McCown almost bought it home though. Josh McCown, <laughs> he almost Yo, did. That was the crazy. way he was running around the field, like horn hamstring. Oh ass. my gosh, that was horrible. That's why that they drafted Hurts though. I think I think that game is the reason why they drafted Hurts. They saw McCown get tackled on that final play, and if you figure if Jalen Hurts is in there at that time, he probably gets in the end zone and maybe survives a week, and Carson comes back, and who knows. Probably, um, but yeah, man. Did Carson take accountability for the Colts collapse or not really? Barely. No. Not. He just really talked about how much any. he loved his teammates. Yeah. And how he's sad I mean, I would too if I fumbled the season Dude. like that. I would love all my teammates after that. Dude, that fumble that he had was so egregious. Like the pick was that was worse. that was pick such was a Carson went. Dude, that pick sucked. But the but the fumble was. If he had just pulled the ball in, he wouldn't have fumbled it. It wasn't that it got knocked. He ba- he was mm-hmm. trying to do a shovel pass and essentially. Like as he's going down, and he gets and his and his arm gets hit, and I'm just like, dude, this man threw a four a four point four QBR, turned the ball over twice. All you had to do was literally beat beat the Jaguars. Can't believe that no head coach, that motherfucker. Like I'm not big on Trevor Lawrence personally. I don't. I I never bought into the hype of him, and you let him have the best game of his career that that day. Man, you want to talk about going out on on the best note possible, the Jaguars with the upset win and still getting the first overall pick because the Lions decided they wanted to be, remember the Titans that day and win and beat the Packers. So, man, to win that game and to still end up with the number one overall pick, that's that's good for the Jaguars, even though I don't really like Trevor Lawrence. But no, that's, that's crazy fair. for Carson. It justifies everything. Like the way the season ended, playing all the snaps mm-hmm. and missing the playoffs. <laughs> Lord, you can't even like write it any better than that. <laughs> That was the it best worked out so perfect process. for us. Yeah, it, literally perfection. <laughs> mm. Dude, it, it was so funny because coach of the year candidate, MVP candidate, defensive player of the year candidate, and they missed the playoffs. I, mm-hmm. when they're favored by two touchdowns. They get their shit pushed in by the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team that yeah. didn't even look like they were trying to play football for 14 weeks of the season. So that 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 you're right, Vic. We won the trade. It's over. He's officially dead. I, I think he can be officially dead to us now. I yeah. think now that we've got our pick out of him, we saw the immediate results. We're in the playoffs, and now we can leave Carson Wentz in the rear view. I mean, we can still laugh at his misfortune, you know, as time goes on at, at, occasionally, but he can just be gone from the general consciousness of Philadelphia now as we move into this playoff game against Tom fucking Brady. And we all know what happened the last time we played Tom Brady in a playoff game. Still gives him nightmares. He wakes up in the middle of the night screaming sweating peed himself a little did they did they yeah. sign nick Foles to a one-day contract yet just for that day? Oh, i was just gonna say yeah just to have him on the sideline like just have, i want to shake water, your hand water boy <laughs> no nick Foles is the official water boy this this week he's gonna go out there and be like hey tom like what's up you should be the ball boy. <laughs> be like i think this ball weighs like perfectly you know <laughs> i'd be out no, there no no air taken out of this one tom no there you go. It just now it's all you know? mm-hmm. beautiful beautiful oh my what god well Vic, Dougie thank you so much. 
about? Thank you so much for coming on. Doug P to the Bears. I mean, not to the Bears literally, but he interviewed today. So. He, he yeah, did. He interviewed, Doug, yeah, yeah. Doug P, where, before we let you go, where do you think Doug Peterson ends up? Uh, I feel, a lot I feel of like good the Jags there. make a lot of sense. Like, like he could probably yeah, take perfect. Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, to be honest, and, and turn them into decent you know, quarterbacks. Oh, man. Uh, I For me, he, it would be Miami. If he goes to Miami, it's over. They're going. Uh, they're. I think he likes to. Yeah, two is kind of a weird fit for him, though. Dude, two is not. Yeah, dude. I think I Trevor know. Lawrence. I mean, you take a look at the speed they have on that offense. He can. I mean, it, he he can do it. As long. I think they need to get rid of Trent Balky, and then he goes there. Yeah, is the whole thing. Chicago because, is intriguing. Though. Chicago, I'd be very intrigued with him going there with Justin Fields and uh, Justin Fields. I know Allen Robinson's leaving, but Mooney is a baller. Um, they still have uh, Montgomery. They got some players there. Um, I, yeah, Miami. I don't. I don't know how that would work. I never really envisioned him there. That's a good. That's a good thought. I don't know about him in Miami. I don't know. Where does Brian Flores go? Where do you think? He, anywhere. Philadelphia anywhere. Yeah, I would take him Hopefully. as a D coordinator. Like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I, hope, I hope the Gannon. Dolphins. I hope the, the Dolphins get higher. Gannon or higher. Need Gannon. to root for this game or, just so Gannon gets hired. Or Zimmer, like, geez. Yeah, I'm big on Zimmer. Like, I don't know why everybody's screaming for Zimmer, but dude, he's a bitch. He's an asshole, yeah. and he's yeah, red man. all the time. Like, he's so <laughs> he's so red, and they play indoors now. At first, you could kind of give him like the benefit of the doubt because <laughs> he's outside you. of Minnesota, but now he's just red. He's just red inside. I'm like, bro, are you good? Are you all right? Like, blood pressure hydrated. If Kirk you Cousins is my quarterback, my blood pressure would be through the roof. I'm yes. dead right now. I wouldn't be here. <laughs> My heart Kellen would give out. Mond, though, better than Jalen Hurts. Yeah, right. Oh, that that, was that poll nine. was – or that not that poll. That ranking was just egregious. We talked about it for like two weeks before before the season started. It was, mm-hmm. ugh. Good times. That was Good the times. most egregious thing I've ever seen. Yeah. All right. Vic, thank you so much. Victor Williams at the Philly Pod, Eagles Insider, founder of the Liberty Line, and – general good guy. Thanks so much for coming <laughs> out and talking. Vibe room. Talking vibe room. Vibe roommate. I'll see you in the vibe room after the show, bro. <laughs> Appreciate y'all. Be easy, man. Uh, yep, too, see you, bro. brother. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That was pretty cool. He's the man. Excellent. Yeah. Excellent, Vic. Again, thank you so much for tuning in. Of course, you can follow him on Twitter at the Philly Pod as a podcast by the same name, and also Liberty Line Radio here on the Liberty Line YouTube channel and on Twitch as well. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 10 a.m. to 12 noon. Him and Stephen Conrad, Ju- Conrad Jr. cooking oh, up, c- c- cooking up a thrice, a thrice a week show for the masses. Quality rundown, all things Philly, all things sports. Sam. After that, after all that positive stuff, might as well just offset that completely with some 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 all time levels of negativity. And with that, yeah, to the doghouse. Brought to you by Wide Plank Floor Supply. Visit their website at www.wideplankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide Plank Floor Supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Sam. Glavin. Gugin, who you got in the doghouse this week? <laughs> uh, I've got the uh, the midday radio show host, um, Joe DeCamera from WIP. Uh, in the doghouse today because I was listening. You know, I was making my deliveries for uh, for Wide Plank Floor Supply today, and um, I you know I just turned the radio on just to to pass the time a little bit, and I'm hearing these words come out of his mouth, and he's talking about Tom Brady with such grace, 
with with such love, with such passion. And I, I was like, hey, Joe, uh, you know, we're playing him this weekend, right? We're it's it's not he's talking to, he's comparing him to Michael Jordan and like how he's one of his favorite athletes of all time, like non-biased, like try to be super like niche and non-biased, just like take pull back from like Eagles fandom for a second and um, just have an absolute affair with uh, with Tom Brady today. And I didn't appreciate that on the Wednesday before a fucking playoff game against him. So, yeah, doghouse. Yeah, that's a little ridiculous. I don't like when guys do that. Like, look. If I wanted to, you know, pull away from the perspective of yeah. being a Philly fan, I wouldn't listen to local sports radio. Exactly. <laughs> like I, I mean, I would like that's just the like if I didn't want to hear the perspective of a Philly fan on a situation, I would listen to literally any other fucking station. You know, not that I listen to WIP, but it does seem, Sam, like they need, like it almost seems like they want the Eagles to lose. It's like they need the Eagles to lose to stay relevant as a station at this point. Yeah. Like, and part crazy of me thinks, considering they yeah. cover them. They have the exclusive broadcasting and everything. But it's it's the hate that that fuels the engagement for them more than anything else. Yeah. And part of me thinks that it maybe was like a bit, you know, to get to get callers in and stuff and get them mad and get content flowing and stuff. I mean look, we're fucking talking about it right now. I mean it doesn't doesn't matter Fuckers. to them. But yeah, part of me like a small part of me thinks that that it might have been a bit, but regardless fuck you like get out of here we're talking about Dude. tom brady like he's the second coming of jesus which he is like i i, I mean acknowledge I that i know he's the goat like i get it yeah let's not talk about him like he's god before we play him in a playoff game yeah that's the last thing anybody needs like yeah. I, I i don't know why they felt they need to do that so absolutely get in the doghouse no question yeah, in my mind who do you have in the doghouse mr conway well, Sam, I have my beloved Philadelphia 76ers in the doghouse. Uh, awesome. Well, and, and for two reasons tonight. Uh, one, they just lost to the fucking Charlotte Hornets by 11. One of the laziest <laughs> efforts I've ever seen on both ends of the floor for, for 48 minutes out of the Sixers team. And I, I, and I have the uh, stream up next to me right now. And just Doc Rivers' face, like, I want to punch him. Like, I don't even want to. I'm, I'm actually exiting out of it didn't right he, now. Didn't, wasn't he one of the coach, like, the first coach ever to get traded? Is that, yeah, is that he got true? fucking traded, dude. Let's trade him again. I, I, Let's I don't make know. History dude, again. I wanted to trade Doug instead of firing him. I thought we could have <laughs> traded Doug. We could have packaged Doug and Carson somewhere oh. and gotten like a quarterback and like oh, maybe like a, a, a bag of footballs or something. Yeah. But <laughs> but regardless, the Sixers are also in the doghouse for another reason because they allowed NBA super agent, founder of Clutch Sports, Rich Paul, to sit fucking courtside tonight. That's horrendous. How do you let the single man that is that, that is perpetrating one of the worst injustices, one of the worst slights ever in the face of the Sixers organization, and then have the balls to sit courtside. I understand he's Tyrese Maxey's agent as well. I understand he represents a lot of guys that. in the NBA. Yeah. But did not know that. And it, and it is Tyrese's first game back off the COVID list. Great to have him back. I mean, he didn't really play well at all, but, you know, he just had a fucking disease. So whatever. But I don't see how you as an organization, while Rich Paul is essentially just like ha has you bent over a table right now and is playing with your balls. Like, I don't see how you let him sit at the uh, like at the courtside in your arena with sit, sitting feet away from Joel Embiid, the man who he is slandering in the media on pretty much a daily basis and has mm. been for the last nine months. And I get it. You know, you got a politic. 
You still got to work with the guy to get, get him a box, put him in a box. Don't put him fucking courtside. I don't need to see that son of a bitch's face in this city. I don't need to see him anywhere near my basketball team. Get him up in the box, give him a luxury suite, whatever Mm -hmm. helps move the negotiations along, but don't get, don't have him 10 feet away from my fucking MVP. Don't have him 10 feet away from my superstar that he fucking slanders and spits in his face on a daily basis. I will not have that. I will not have that treatment of a star and I'm sure Joel's okay with it. He's not going to complain. He's a good guy. He's on board with the team holding out to look for a star. So he, he understands that this is going to be a protracted negotiation that could last as long as until the summer. But even so, get Rich Paul's face off my television screen. I do not need to see it. Yeah, could not agree not with a, you more there. You can, you can just as broadcast. easily you could just as easily schmooze him up in a box, like you said. Like, more easily, even. Yeah, more easily. Yeah, you're right. You can have, you know, you can, it's easier to probably get him a couple of beverages, you know, and he's watching the game from up there. And yeah. I don't know. I've always wanted to check out a box um, in the uh, in the Wells Fargo Center. It's, Dude, I'm sure nowadays, too, I like it because they've upgraded in, in, in like the last couple of years, like right before the pandemic. I'm sure they're super nice. So, yeah, get Rich Paul. Uh, Sixers get Rich Paul off my court and Sixers get in the doghouse for the time being you rat fuckers. All right. That's going to do it for the doghouse (gasps) brought to you by (laughs) 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 brought to you by wide blank floor supply. Visit their website at www.wideblankfloorsupply.com. Get a recommendation for a contractor. Get a quote. Wide playing floor supply. If it's wide, they've got it. Sam, just going to talk a little bit about the Philadelphia 76ers. Joel yeah. Embiid had his eighth straight 30-point game tonight. Uh, Easy he's money. obviously setting the world on fire. Setting the world on fire. Yeah. Real quick, I'm seeing here in the chat that nobody booed Rich Paul tonight. That is outrageous. We should throw they... away – I know the doghouse just ended, but that the fact that nobody booed him – in that stadium, fans that went to that game tonight, collective doghouse, get in there. Like collective doghouse, retroactive bad. collective doghouse. Yes, I think that's the first retroactive doghouse in the history of the doghouse, too. I've never that's seen bad. one. I've never that's seen. Bad. One. It's awful. Making history. Making history. What fucking episode is this anyway? What number? Eighty something. Eighty five. Is this eighty five? 85 never had a retroactive doghouse before never 85 episodes never a retroactive doghouse guys said mb was a bad teammate philly fans are awful sixers suck sitting fucking courtside it's it's crazy it is crazy so yeah absolutely retroactive doghouse we'll get him in there that's and just after we told the people that it was okay to boo yeah that's what's crazy like this is a guy that you can boo. This is a billionaire. Like this is like one of the like like a very rich man, a very influential man of all people to boo. This is the guy. Yeah, this is the guy. You can easily. I mean, I could maybe understand. Actually, no, I don't even understand. I was gonna say that I could maybe understand not wanting to boo Ben Simmons if he was like on the side of the court, not to like. But yeah, definitely boo Ben Simmons. But this is definitely the guy because this is his fault that all yeah. this is down you could definitely boo him he's not gonna that's not gonna hurt anybody's feelings something real fishy going on something I don't real like that fishy going i on. don't like that at all uh i really hope there's a there's a comment in here that i feel like we can't really pass up is it true the pen simmons is gone uh i sure hope so but i'd really doubt it <laughs> apparently there are reports that he is g- gonna be re- quote ready to play in a few weeks because that really is 
that really is it. Because if you're a team that's going to trade for Ben Simmons, you're going to want him to play for you. You're not going to want to pay him to go on a coffee date with his girlfriend, like or fiance. Apologies, fiance. Yeah, but, you're um, engaged. I mean, a beautiful woman. But come on, man. Like Jesus Christ. So yeah, he's going to probably going to be inching back to play. I hope we get him moved. I hope we can get him moved. Yeah, I hope we get dude. a star. I don't know who we're going to get. Daryl's got his list. He's checking it twice. And uh, hopefully he rolls the dice, honestly. But, Sam, I don't want to talk about Ben Simmons anymore. I don't. Facts. I don't want to. We're going to talk about Joel Embiid right now. Yes. Let's We're going to talk about how good Joel Embiid that guy. is. He is so good. Uh, it's it's ridiculous. He is better than Nikola Jokic. I saw mm-hmm. yesterday that somebody tweeted out uh, Nikola Jokic – has a higher deep breath, blank, 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 and all these advanced metrics than Joel Embiid. And he's like, it's not not even a debate. And my favorite part about that tweet, Sam, is that there was a typo, and he spelled breath like breathe. So breathe. A, so Idiot. like, wow, yeah, yeah, like I can't even fucking spell, and I'm supposed to. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. I love awesome. that. <laughs> wow, yes. I mean, dude, the stat sexuals are out. They are beating their meat on the timeline. Mm-hmm. It's ridiculous. Always. 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 Meanwhile, Especially when it comes to the Sixers, too, man. Like, it's just tw- Sixers Twitter is just we talk about it every episode. Sixers Twitter is terrible, man. It's terrible. Like, I can't even believe that we're still questioning whether or not that Joel Embiid is like an MVP caliber player. I don't and even there know if the Sixers are, but I don't get it. Other dude across the league, absolutely. Yeah. We've seen it multiple, we've seen crab behavior from multiple people. From multiple fan bases, like that guy that tweeted that about Jokic was obviously a Nuggets guy. There was that mm-hmm. one chick that said that Joel Embiid was basically Kendrick Perkins, like which is just so ridiculous. Because you take a look at how Joel how Joel Embiid is playing. If you watch Joel Embiid, you see that he is doing shit that Nikola Jokic absolutely cannot do. And all the credit in the world to Nikola Jokic. He was one of my favorite player. players in the league before he started to challenge Joel Embiid. You know? Yeah. Or best center in the league because obviously that you know I, I that's a more important allegiance to me than just a random guy that I like to watch some random Serbian guy. But yeah. you take a look, there are just so many people that don't understand what Joel Embiid does, and also what how Joel Embiid is limited. They say the Nuggets are worse than the Sixers in terms of talent. I disagree. The Sixers fucking suck. Outside. They're terrible, dude. Uh, I I can't watch them. We're playing. We're paying Tobias Harris 180 million dollars to shoot 45 percent from the field, 19 points on like 15 shots. Unacceptable. Everyone else has been in and out with COVID. Danny Green is old as dirt and is not playing up to the standard that he was last year to close out the year. Like oh. these people that talk about the Sixers and compare the Nuggets and the Sixers don't watch the Sixers. They don't. They go and they look at oh. Look at the stat. Look at this stat. Look at these fucking equations. If you have a stat that requires more than one function of mathematics, that isn't just addition <laughs> and division, like you're fucked. You're already lost. If 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 you ex- extend into the world of linear algebra or pre-calculus trigonometry, one of those fucking things, you are so far gone. I don't think you can ever be recovered. Because this guy, and, and you want to know how I know this guy doesn't watch the Sixers, Sam? Is because he talked about how Jokic should be MVP because he's the only guy that can't get the ball in the post consistently because of his point guard. And I'm like, hello? <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> like you drive me insane. You drive me Hello. up the wall. That's Even I know did. that. I, that's like the biggest. That's been the biggest problem for five years. Dude, it's infuriating. Oh. Yes, right here. If your abbreviation for a stat is more than five letters, shut the fuck up. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes, absolutely. It's like your stat is like a wordle fucking clue or whatever. Yeah. It's crazy. I don't like it. Unbelievable, dude. Unbelievable. I hate I mean this is partially why I hate the NBA. I mean, like everybody everybody and their dog knows at this point that I fucking hate the NBA and it's because of shit like this. You know? It's just Horrendous. Horrendous. It is indeed. Mm-hmm. So it is indeed, I, man. I think it will be now time for Seamus G to pop in for a little bit of Seamus Says. Seamus. Please join Gentlemen. us. Hey. What's up? Wonderful start to the debut on the Livery Lines YouTube. Mm-hmm. Been a great day so far for the mm-hmm. Livery Line. Really enjoyed it. But, yeah, I just have a little quick Seamus Says for anybody who doesn't know. I just, like, write shitty poems and say them on air. So it's fun. Yeah. Seamus uh, so Says, baby. <laughs> this poem's title is Fuck a Buck. Nice. We're, <laughs> we're not broke. We don't need a buck. If we faced Giannis in the conference finals, then we'd beat a buck. Carson choked last week. So next week, all he'll do is have to shoot a buck. It's going to take it's going to be a tall task. I'll keep it a buck. The birds are back in the playoffs, and now Kelsey, Lane Johnson, and Jordan Mylotta gotta say stuff like the buck stops here. Get trending. Buck stops here. Buck stops nice. here. Nice. I love yeah. I dude, I love the the wordplay and the homophones. Oh man. Oh thanks, great. man. You know, we yeah. get after it. We'll do I a little that. something something. That was your most creative one yet. Oh, you say it was. Yes, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for that reason. Kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, your experimentation with with style (laughs) and meter is something that I've really I've enjoyed watching it blossom over the over the weeks. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I appreciate that. We're definitely trying out new stuff. Definitely trying out new stuff. Yeah, very good stuff. I think we're expecting we're expecting guests soon. We Uh, are indeed. We are expecting Chris Stumpo of the Liberty Owl. I've been in community. Part of why I was on my phone right there was to Mm. discuss (laughs) with him. Uh, All right, so we've got a little bit of time. So with that, with that, (laughs) Seamus, will we be seeing Danny at all? I don't know about Danny. Well, Chris, Danny, if you're watching, come through. we've got a little time before we get stumps in here so guys i do want to say very much looking forward to this year very much looking forward Mm -hmm. to just pretty much this playoff run that we're about to go on because it is going to be a playoff run it it, right now for the next month it's because it's going to be for the next month we're going to be playing at least three games then we're going to go to the super bowl that's four games yes it's going to be it's going to be a treat and Seamus, we didn't get to we didn't get to hear your thoughts on the Buccaneers game. I would like the Buccaneers game is going to yeah. be very interesting. I do think that the weather is going to play a role. I'm not one of those guys who thinks that the weather doesn't matter. Cause like, you know, if a receiver has to play in the cold, it's going to be hard to catch a brick coming at them, but or slippery. You yeah, know, well, there's like, that too, <laughs> but I, I mean, I don't know, man, you guys are saying what? 27, 24. 
That's what we both rocked with. Yeah. yeah, that's what we came with individually. I, I might have to go the Victor Williams route and say it's going to be a loss. It's all right. He's the producer. He's supposed. Yeah, he's 24. supposed to keep. Yeah. <laughs> Our producer is supposed to lay the reins on us sometimes. We you cover. Know? We we cover. Yeah. Good teams win. Great teams cover. Okay, yeah, exactly. and we cover. So we're a great team. It will be fun. It it's going to be interesting. I really do hope that Brandon Graham goes out for the coin toss just to like make sure Tom Brady sees a ghost or two while he's out there. Absolutely, that's what you got to have. The, the captains definitely need to be – but here's the thing. We also need to be careful not to talk any shit. It has yeah. to be very reserved because as soon as you start yeah. talking shit to Tom Brady, that's where shit kind of hits the fan. And we got Ted Nicholas in the chat yeah. right here, 24 to 20 win. And I have – I you know, I like that score line. I don't think either team is going to break 30 unless, you know, there's a defensive score in garbage time. Like that's right. the only way I see this game. Breaking the 30 point threshold just because of the weather that is forecasted. I mean, people are not saying it's like not hurricane weather, but like tropical storm weather, like kind of along those lines. Like it's going to be pretty shitty. It's not going to be cold. It's not going to be like a January rain in Philly. That would just suck. That would be 10 times worse, but it's still going to be wet. And guys, we didn't get to talk with this about this with Victor, but I do want our defensive line. I, I, yeah, you're right. I meant Dude, to that they're going to have to get after. Like, I know I said we're going to have to get after Tom Brady and lay some dirty hits on him, maybe, mm. but we're going to have to just consistently get in his face. And we're also going to have to stuff the run, which is, yeah. re- I think both teams are really going to lean on the run game, obviously, because of the weather. I mean, we saw Bill Belichick run the ball 45 times, throw like twice. Mm. Like, that's something like we could really start to branch into that route, especially if we get it going. Like, we're going to need, we, we just need to own the trenches, and I think we can win. I agree. Yeah, I, I'm definitely a little worried about the defensive side with the trenches. Like, I, how much pressure have we gotten when we faced a good O line? Like, I don't. It hasn't been. It hasn't been stellar. Like, it hasn't no. been out of this world this mm-hmm. year. Especially, I mean, I'm comparing it to like the Super Bowl year where it was just we could rush four. Oh, I mean, I mean that was it was that was ungodly. But yeah, you know, like the Bucks have a really good offensive line and it's tough to get pressure on Brady. Mm-hmm. Even if you do get pressure on him, you got to make sure that you get him off his spot and all that sort of yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We'll see. Well, I have a, uh, I, I think we, I think we talked about this with Ryan pre-show, but I couldn't remember, but I have a, uh, a little special segment here um, planned. And uh, as you know, it was Christmas not too long ago. And oh. my, uh, my gift for Seamus G didn't come in on time. And I was like, Like, when is this going to, when is this going to come in? And it came in a few days ago and I haven't been able to give it to him yet, but I thought it would be hilarious if I opened it live on the air for everybody to see. I'm looking forward to it style. Oh, so, <laughs> a little unboxing. Yeah, unboxing. A little video. unboxing for the people listening on, on Spotify right? and Apple podcasts. You're kind of fucked, but whatever. If you are, check out The Wolves of Broad Street on YouTube. We post everything there. Also, the Liberty Line YouTube, which we're live on right now. You should definitely check that out. Definitely do that one. Definitely Definitely do that. that. I'm gonna I'm gonna rustle it a little bit for the for the Spotify (laughs) viewers. No, really get in there. Get that ASMR. Hold on. Oh yeah. Oh, there it is. Let me turn my volume up. What is happening? 
and it's in another it's in a bag inside a bag so i'm oh, gonna get good that. so it's good quality stuff right there yes it is <laughs> that's it's, exactly what it is i'll tell you where it's from it's from it's directly from china sorry <laughs> probably but it's directly from the nhl pro shop oh uh, let's go oh that's, that's so nice sweet. right here that's so fucking fresh dude oh man and dude, if i was in perfect. the if if I was in the area today for deliveries, I would have just dropped it at your at your house because I brought it to work. Uh, but I wasn't even close to Newtown Square today. So, and then I had this little idea. So, there that it is. Not, that's right here. I, that's a nice looking hat. That's a producer that, hat right there. That's got that. Right that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that's so perfect producer like, hat. That's such a producer. That's such a Seamus <laughs> G behind mm-hmm. the glass lid right there. Love that. Yeah. Awesome. That's going to be perfect, Good dude. Good stuff. So, Merry Christmas, Shavis G. Oh, thanks, bud. <laughs> such Beautiful an odd moment. concept, but I love it. <laughs> Friends yeah. and family. I, I saw I'll be it. Honest, I, yeah. I thought that it was a gift from Seamus to you that you're open. No, <laughs> it's for Seamus. <laughs> so, I thought that it was funny that it was a, a flyer's hat because I was like, Cool. Like <laughs> Sam can rock a flyer's hat now. He's finally fitted out. Look, Jameis got me a flyer's hat last year. <laughs> that did happen. I was I was trying to I was trying to woo him to the yeah. dark side. That I got is it right the here. flyers. Speaking of the flyers, can I kind of like just introduce yeah. the state of the team a little bit right now? Absolutely. Good. There we go. Oh, it's beautiful. Now I'm ready to go. We're ready to go for the flyers. <laughs> Perfect. You're like Ash nice. Ketchup, like ready to go. All right. Uh, <laughs> you know, with the hat or whatever. Fuck. You said Ash Ketchup. No, you said Ash Ketchup. <laughs> I thought- you did say Ketchup. I'm not going to lie to you. <laughs> He's I'm an Irish. Yeah, you're ketchup. right. You're right. You're right. I'm wrong. But the yes. Flyers, man. No, you are wrong. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm so wrong. Boo me. Boo me. You're bad. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> oh my yeah. God! It's time for stick talk. Yeah, it's time for some stick talk. So the only saving grace still for this team is the goalies. Mike Yo has been horrible. Keith Yandel. I, can we call him an Iron Man? He's like a bronze man. I don't. I don't. He's more in the Stone Age any, than anything. But like, dude, it's it's really brutal, and especially. The most recent game, Cam York played. I don't know about the most recent, but Cam York played, and he was the quarterback, so he was at the point, the closest to the blue line, facing the goal. That was a lot of terminology for you, Sam. I'm sorry. It was. And and I heard quarterback, and I was like, what the fuck? Basically, he controls where the puck goes. And I, I, I understood the, it in uh, context. I, I, I knew it wasn't an actual hockey position. I did know that. But I was nice. just, I was caught off guard. I was. Yeah. So he, he's, tw- I'm pretty sure he's 20 years old. Don't quote me on that. But right. he's, he's a really young prospect and he's been uh, shown flashes in the AHL. We don't know why he hasn't been up. But finally, he got the call after a bunch of COVID issues. And he was he got a point on the power play by throwing the puck and it hit off JVR like he just 
basically rolled into a goal. So nice. There are nice things about this team to look forward to, but this year is such a wash, and it's it's really brutal. It's it's so brutal, guys. It's mm. so brutal. Like I have trouble getting through all sixty minutes. Like when you have a when you're up 2-0 and then you have someone like Hurdle score a hat trick in the third period on you. Well, two in the third period, one in overtime. Like what what am I supposed to do? Like it's you can't stop one guy, one guy. I'm asking and it's the San Jose Sharks and they were supposed to be the shit show. Don't they suck? They're they're not good. They're not good, and they they look better than us right now. They have better prospects in the pipeline. It's not the pipeline, dude. Yeah, dude, the pipeline's looking Fuck. nice for them. Yeah, dude, our pipeline's like that one that got shut down. Yeah, no, it's eroded. Mm-hmm. It's an eroded it's a, pipeline. It's eroded pipeline. It's, yeah. it's affecting the it's affecting the wildlife. Yeah, no, it's, it's not good. There's a leak. It's, it's based, on bare hill our ground. pipeline <laughs> is like the Schuylkill. Like it's just no. bad. <laughs> No, no, horrendous, dude. It's horrible. Yeah, we gotta fucking drain that thing and just pave it over because the the traffic is ridiculous. What the fuck is going on in that area, dude? You can't (laughs) just get rid of the Schuylkill. Yeah, no, we have to. It's over. We need to turn it into. You are the worst kind of person, dude. Dude, (laughs) dude. I'm sorry, but you have to understand. Our good, our dear leader Drew Smith was in traffic for two hours. That's unacceptable. Not that it, but you, you can't have that. This is the developed world. Okay, we're not in New Delhi. All right, we're not all in rickshaws. We're not on dirt roads. We have we have the funds. We have the technology. We have the ability. I think we just need to drain the Schuylkill completely and pave it over and turn that into the Schuylkill Expressway because and it is becoming too what much. what happens to Boathouse Row? Fucking, it's, it's a rest stop. <laughs> <laughs> you are just the worst. I don't, fuck, I don't fucking care. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, right, Sam. Sam, you're right. The entire set. Most people in Philadelphia do travel by boat, so that's really going to fucking throw a wrench in the No, I'm the not. It's the like everyday... A- <laughs> You, I'm sorry. You know, would, you... would the quality of life increase or decrease with more space for cars to drive? Maybe for you. All I'm saying Not everybody. Is for me or for 90% get... of the city? In terms of construction, right, I <laughs> would say that that would cause way more. Nobody would be able to get into the fucking city. Yeah. For, for like Can they years. now? <laughs> for like ten years, it'd be it'd be it'd be Dude. ten times worse. It would be, Sam, it would be eleven some, and a half Sam, times worse. Sam, there's people do it all. You're right. You're right. Nobody should ever improve because it would inconvenience people in the short term. No, no, right. I don't. Under, Society I don't understand should not the level of inconvenience. It's everything to the city. Like that road to drive into the city. It's not everything to the city. It's not. All it's right. fine. All right, that, I was it's embellishing. Fine. You can yeah, drive. You can't. You. Like if you shut down the Schuylkill <laughs> to rebuild to repave it, right? And you got one lane going into this, so that's one lane on the Schuylkill. On Maybe. top of that, you have everybody yeah. trying to go around and back ways into the city. That's going to get clogged up. It would be a shit show. I what? Never going to fix it. I what? How? What do you, what mean? Do you mean? How? 
What do you mean? They're already doing that. It's already it's already fucked right now. They're already um, doing. That's what I'm do saying. You, you need more <laughs> pavement. You need more pavement. I understand that, but to make more lanes and to make more pavement, you have. How to does anybody build anything? Down. You have no, to. They close- don't. It's next to it. It's right. next to it. I'm proposing to drain a river. I not the, hate it's you. all. It's on a different part. You can dredge it with boats. It, Sam, there are there are a lot of different ways to do things. You're, you're Ryan, very as, close-minded as a, here. As and you're guy, getting too angry. And listen, you're getting too angry. To me. No, I'm getting angry because <laughs> I lived through this for the past 10 years of my life when they were extending the Northeast Extension that 476. It's freaking brutal. It for brutal. 15 years. Awful. It's infrastructure. It was two lanes. It was two lanes. You not want to now. It's three, but it was a fucking shit show for ten to fifteen years of my life, dude. It, I mean, I'm sorry, it. but that's just that's just the name of the game. I mean, you you know, you have to spend money to make money. You know, you have to make sacrifices for the long term. Okay, but when it's when we're talking about go, going to. into one of the major cities in the fucking United States of America, <laughs> you can't shut down the main way to get in there. I mean, it's already shut down. That's the whole. No, problem. it's not. Their... Yes, it is. They literally have they they have the roads blocked. How are people in? How are people stuck in traffic for two hours if the lanes aren't? If the lanes aren't choked off. There's clear. Right. It, there's clear space issues. We've been talking about this way too long. Where the I, fuck is Stumps? All right, I don't know where Stumps is. <laughs> um, but Ron, if we want to talk about a shit show, let's talk about Ron Hextall for a second. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> let's just talk about Ron Hextall. Ron Hextall went on to a Cam and Stick podcast. Uh, I just listened to the full episode. It was uh, telling to say the least. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that was like line in the sand for Bobby Clark, this was basically the whole thing. Bobby Clark was on a podcast talking about Ron Hextall and basically just crapping all over him saying that like, I can't believe like what this guy did. He isolated himself. And one of the examples he gave was the, the second overall pick when we picked Nolan Patrick, he was supposed to be this just like with the number two pick, you want a generational player. You just do, especially in the NHL. Like if you're, if you have the number two pick, it means it, it isn't going right for two years. So it, it's, it's really important to get those picks right. And we drafted Nolan Patrick instead of Kale McCarr and Kale McCarr has been, unbelievable especially this year like he's really showing out and it's been amazing to watch just as a hockey fan i i just want to show you guys a highlight of kale mccarr the audio is not great thanks stream yard this might be our last stream yard stream one of those oh yeah <laughs> is the way it goes but this is one of the highlights from just this week it happened the day the podcast came out and everything that was going on. So. A little stutter step to the corner, and now McKinnon behind the net. That's Kale. Off to McCarr. Mm. McCarr holds 
In the corner, and now along the oh, half oh, oh. Beautiful wheel around move. The oh, and scores! Like what? Colorado oh, win. That is fucked. What a play by Kale McCarr. So beautiful. Like, gorgeous. You're gorgeous. It was unbelievable, and he's a defenseman. Like, this is a defenseman doing this stuff. It's generational Wait, what? talent. That just, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. I didn't know that. <laughs> no, yeah. He's a defenseman. And it, it, generational talent that just, you know, we whiff. He was picked right after Nolan Patrick. Awesome. Because the, the Avalanche were just like, okay. <laughs> like, yeah. it, was, it was like the, the Vikings. Drafting yeah, Jesse Jefferson. Yeah, I was going to say, it was, was like, it like a Rager pick? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It really was. And I did not know that. And Hextall continued to make moves like this and isolate his scouts. Like, uh, imagine if Dombrowski was just like holed up in a room by himself and decided to pass on like Mick Abel or something or whatever whoever the number two pick was this past year. That's what happened. And now we're still feeling the effects of that because like, how do you, how do you recover from pick your number two overall being Nolan Patrick? I I just don't think you you really can't, you can't do that quickly, especially in the NHL. He should ask Howie Roseman because he just fucking did it. So. (laughs) Yeah. Now, Seamus, I do have a question I literally just did it. When you compare it to ba- like the baseball draft, like what's kind of like the, because you know you can have guys that are like number one overall picks in baseball, like never see the league, right? That's so like fair. how how does that shake out with with, with hockey draft picks? Just because I don't really I don't really know the whole the, the whole farm system scout system. Like I don't know how it all shakes out. So I, I'm still like learning a little bit about the hockey kind of farm system, if you want to call it that. But there's just a bunch of – you kind of draft the rights to a player because if you draft them, they can go to college, they can go over to Europe, or they could play uh. in Canada, like in the EHL or something like that. Sure. But there's just – there's a bunch of different avenues in hockey, and once they come like under your wing, it's usually like two – years on average no not on average two years for the great players to Mm -hmm. show up in the nhl after being with your ahl team or your canadian junior affiliate team or whatever like it it takes a while like nolan patrick was drafted like what five six years ago Mm -hmm. and fuck it, this is like the first year that you're supposed it to. It was the yeah. it was the Carson Wentz year. It was the same year that Carson Wentz got drafted. I remember because oh um, yeah, they they took that picture like together or something, and they were like, "This mm. is the future of Philadelphia." Like, oh my god, it's jerk me off! Like, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. So it's big it, number twos right there. Yeah, <laughs> awesome. It's so great. Nice so pun amazing. there. Nice pun. Yay. <laughs> apparently the guy that went first overall in that draft is like is the captain of the New Jersey Devils now. Right? Jack Hughes. First year. Jack Hughes? Was Jack. They, was he the number one guy in that draft? I don't, 
I kind of I heard on the radio like, today that he I, didn't I pan him. out. The the guy that took they took before uh, was it the no? Guys. Yeah, or 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 did I get that mixed up? Because obviously I I, I don't know. know. I was talking. I was I was listening to the radio today. And one of the guys was saying that um yeah the first two picks like didn't pan out in that draft, and then like the next three, four, five, six picks are like studs in the NHL right now. I don't know who they are, but apparently that's hilarious. So, yeah, so it was yeah. 2017, which is five years ago, which was the draft right for Nolan mm-hmm. Patrick. Um. So the 2017 draft class was it was stacked, by the way. Like it wasn't just Kale McCarr, but right. Uh it perfect. It had a bunch of names, but also Ron Hextall had chances to get like Brandon Shen, who's a Stanley Cup winner, or he traded Brandon Shen away for nothing, and he could have gotten O'Reilly from who's a Stanley Cup winner for the Blues. Got those mixed up. Sorry. Just mm-hmm. trying to get through. Them. Oh yeah, but, uh, a lot of movement, <laughs> a lot of movement. Yeah. So just there, mistake after mistake after mistake, and then we just follow it up with a guy who's just like not good enough. He's just like not good enough. So it's brutal. Yeah. But yeah, I mean that's what I have for and Flyers. Fucking Bobby Clark just threw him right under the bus. Oh, I dude, mean, it was he's yeah. an executive. He's an executive yeah. now for the Flyers. Well, just, yeah, so he's still right working under. for the Flyers as like a yeah. special assistant. So like mm-hmm. when he can like give input and stuff, like rally the alumni a little bit. So that's you need him in your corner. Not only because he is as <laughs> Philly of a guy as anybody can be that's not from Philadelphia. Like mm-hmm. he yeah, that's Mm-hmm. I mean, he's a he's so a top. Five, I mean, not being a hockey guy, even I know that Bobby Clark is like a top five Philly athlete of all time, like straight up. Yeah. So I the fact that he is still in your administration and fully ripping the administration that not your I mean your as I in like, I'm talking to the Flyers right now. Sorry. Um, yeah. The fact that he's in the Flyers administration right now and he's ripping them while he's got a job there doesn't really make me feel great about the Flyers as an organization. I mean, no. holy bad. I thought the Sixers were a bad organization, but the Flyers apparently are pretty pretty bad too. We might yeah, be man. on a second coaching change for this season. Like Mike Joe's not cutting it. Like perfect. Yeah. It's it's brutal. awesome. Well, I think we missed out on stumps and the. Uh, and no, the he said yell. he said uh, he he said be there in five. And he said, "Can you send me the link?" It was a ten oh five, and I already did. Awesome. He said, at, "Can you send it to at the Liberty Yell?" You never mind. I'm like, <gasps> which there, is he is. Oh, there he is. There he is. Let me bring him in. Oh, Chris, we you ready, my guy? Little he's thumbs ready. up, thumbs down. You ready? He's he's ready. Right, excellent. Good. <laughs> good. My guy. Oh. What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome Welcome to this final segment of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. My good friend, Chris Stumpo of the Liberty Yell podcast, Flyers writer here at thelibertyline.com. And just a general savage. Stumps. Stumps, We've already gotten into the the Flyers a little bit. Kind of touched on the Bobby Clark appearance on the Cam and Strick podcast, talking about that Nolan Patrick pick. Now bad it played out. Just, Shit, just, I just, wish just, we got him on our podcast. Just, just, just how about Bobby Clark just absolutely ripping Hextall a new one? As a 72-year-old at that, too. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I said it in the article, the fact that a 70, uh, 72-year-old has more fire and anger 
on a podcast and I've seen from anybody in this organization within the last 10 years. It's pretty sad. It's awesome. But the one thing I did take away from that uh that whole thing was not just what Hextall did, but it just it, it just shows you the fact that Hextall was really that stubborn. I mean, he got fired here in 2018 because he refused to take that next step and like trade picks and trade prospects to bring active players on his team. And, it, and the fact that Bobby Clark comes out and says this, who still works for the team, still represents the team, and basically says, like, yeah, this dude shut his door and basically had, like, a F you, my way, the highway kind of attitude. And he really kind of just, like, doubles down on what we already kind of knew with Hextall and how stubborn he really was. And that's ultimately why he's not here anymore. So it was just kind of a nail in the coffin kind of thing. But it was interesting mm-hmm. that Bobby Clark did say that on, like, a pretty listened-to podcast. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I got a question for you, Stubbs. Non rules related. Uh, we can do that a little bit later. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Um, what's I, I I heard a lot about this guy Ryan Ellis coming into the season. Haven't heard too much about this guy since. So yeah. can you tell me what's going on there, please? So basically, he played four games to start the season. I think I think he suffered the injury in the last preseason game, I believe. Perfect. And he thought he could play through it, and he ultimately couldn't. I mean, he put up five points in the first four games of the season, so like he was so good. And then the one game he he comes back for one game in Dallas, and he he uh, assists on a on Provorov's first of the year, and then he gets automatically right back on the injury reserve. I I don't know what it is, and I I don't want to sit here and speculate because. It is a pretty serious injury, but it's something that it's hasn't progressed at all since. Because like they, they went into like the beginning before he came back from the Dallas, and they thought just rehab and like resting would help, and he did that, and he eventually came back. But then he just reaggravated it. So now it's past the point where like it's been what a month now since he went back on the on back on IR. So I mean, we Shit. were told for six weeks, and it's been past the. Six weeks was like before Christmas, so and it hasn't progressed at all. So I don't know whether they're going to shut him down for the season, which I would. I mean, I'm going to be shocked if they do. But yeah, I mean, that's he's a good player, and uh, he's would be a huge piece of that defense that we badly, badly me uh, miss. But it's not Chuck Fletcher's fault that he like got hurt in preseason. Like he was fine leading up the preseason in that last stupid preseason game, he got hurt, and now he's been dealing with it ever since. So that's yeah, basically where we are with him. That nice. sounds like the Deshaun Jackson injury 2020 mm-hmm. where like he, he came out, looked great, yeah. and then just never saw the field again. Never. The the yeah. Basically <laughs> like that, but he's not like – Ryan Ellis isn't – shouldn't be at that point. In, in he's not there yet. Okay. He shouldn't be, but like it's – the injury concerns with him are – I mean, I, I'm not going to just like wash that away now because mm-hmm. now we're kind of dealing with it and we're seeing the, the, the effects that it can bring, but – I don't think it's Chuck's fault that he got hurt in the last preseason game. Yeah. I mean, he, he can't prevent that. So, yeah. Chris, yeah. would you compare the Flyers' um, medical staff to like the Eagles' medical staff from oh, three years boy. ago when yeah. there were so many questions and so much turnover in that department? I mean, I think we're getting there. I mean, Broussard just got put back on IR. I mean, he's been Christ. he's been up and down dealing with that hip issue, I believe, for since December eighth. I believe he went out play like a minute against, I think it was Ottawa or Detroit. And he's been one game back, one game out, one game back. And now we're finally seeing one IR. So, yeah, I mean, the, the, 
I mean, they don't have a lot of centers to play anyway. I mean, you got Couturier, who's still out, and he's still dealing with an upper body injury with that. Haven't really told us a lot about. Hayes is playing with two surgeries, two groin surgeries, and I'm pretty sure I was sat on this exact podcast and told you that I was worried about him going into the season because of those yeah. two surgeries. That did happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> Broussard's on IR now, so that's Couturier, Hayes, and Broussard, which are all centers out. So you got Lawton, you got Giroux moving back to center, and then you got Morgan Frost, and then you got Jackson Case and Bonneman or whatever. So that's basically what we're dealing with now. I mean, well, it's bad. It's bad. But you don't like Nate Thompson? I mean, he, he's another one. He's got he, – I'm pretty sure he got shoulder, uh, shoulder surgery. He's done for the season. It's Christ. just – it's the entire team right now, man. It's pretty bad. I mean, it's the whole is team. Put on the COVID list. It's the whole team. Yeah, but like the Flyers medical staff, I definitely – I mean, I think they've had questions for a really long time now, and now we're just starting to – I mean, a lot of these guys you can look at and be like, should they really still be on the ice right now? Like, like what do we – what are we sacrificing these guys' like health for? I mean, we're fucking oh, – I'm sorry. I don't know if I'm out of the curse. Oh, no, you definitely yeah. are. You we're absolutely fucking, like fucking last. Yeah. We're like last in the league. I mean, not last in the league. We're like I think that the season ended right now. We'd have like the ninth pick, tenth pick in the in the draft. And I mean, we're like we're not a good hockey team right now. So I don't know like why these. Why does Kevin Hayes? I mean, I'm not. I don't want to speculate again. But like, it's so obvious to tell he's not 100. percent Like, why is he still playing? Let's shut him down. Like, let him go. Get ready for next season. Let him get 100. percent But. I mean, they're hockey players. They want to play. I'm sure Kevin Hayes wants to be out there with his, yeah. with his boys. So, I mean. Yeah. His, boy uh, Keith Yandel. Yandel. his yeah. boy Keith Yandel. Yeah. His, his best friend, Keith Yandel. I mean, it's his literally the Philadelphia man. Flyers and Kevin Hayes' friends. That's like that's what we're watching now with like Brassard. <laughs> all these guys. And, I mean, it's been brutal. Yeah. That's How cool. old is um, is Kevin Hayes' stumps? Do you know off the top of your head? I think he's like 28, 29. Oh shit! For some reason, I thought he was like this guy who was like thirty-three years old, like still beard. playing the game. Yeah, it might be the yeah, beard. I don't know. <laughs> the beard. But, is, um, yeah. I got another question about just kind of where is where where in the world is this guy? Um, Obey Kubel, who who had a um, he's gone, a, man. He's, he's gone. He's, not out he's here. gone for yeah. fucking like, I'm the just NA- aware for this shit. Stuff. Do I gotta hear about the NAK shit now, dude? dude he was good in like the in like the bubble playoffs. Like, I mean, he has summer three That's the last time I watched the Flyers. <laughs> yeah, he has three goals in his last five games, and yeah. he has five goals in the entire season. So I'm where's mean, he like, at the Avalanche? He's, he's with the Avalanche right now, and he's putting up good points. And like everyone, like you'll, you'll see people Twitter like, "Oh, we what did we give up?" I mean, he's playing with McCarr, he's playing with McKinnon, he's playing with Rathlin, he's on some really good lines. And yeah, like I'm 15. he was never like a bad player, but uh, the, the penalties that he took. It, it was just – it was time to get rid of him. He's playing with a really good team up there, probably one of the best teams in the NHL. Colorado Avalanche are a cheat code. I mean, I've, you guys have seen the McCarr goals. He's playing we with a solid line. Yeah, we played one on the, on the air. We yeah, did. I mean, he's he's elite. He's a generational talent on the defensive end. He's going to be one of the best – I mean, he's only like 22, 23 years old. I, I, he might be younger than that, honestly. I and mean, he is an absolute superstar back there. So, uh, they're on a – He's on an extremely good Avalanche team that has a lot of confidence. So, I mean, like, I'm happy he's putting up points, but let's not act like we gave up Peter Forsberg in his prime. Let's yeah. Calm down yeah. Here. Sure. Damn. Stop. So, outlook, outlook for the Flyers, not great right now. What would you say, like – If this continues, five... dude, I'm begging for a top 10 pick. 
this sure, continues. Yeah. So that's that, that's where I was gonna go with this. Like, where do you see the Flyers? Like, maybe five years, five, ten years from now. Oh, I don't know, dude. Uh, hockey's <laughs> such a hockey's such a weird sport where a team can go from being bad to good. I mean, look at the Detroit Red Wings. Look at all these teams yeah. that are. Well, they have teams. good young talent on the they Red do. Wings. And, and, we, and we do too. And like, and I, I hate because it's gotten to the point like we we're all trashing on the entire team. And obviously, but like, there are still talented players on this team. I mean, Connecticut's only twenty three, Frost is only twenty two, Fairby's only twenty one. I mean, we got some really if, Ivan Provorov's twenty three, twenty four. I got a lot of young kids on this team. And you still got Forrester. You still got York, who's looked trim, absolutely fantastic nice. when he's been yeah. out there. I mean. I mean, you still got an extremely, extremely young team, but then you got to start. If this continues, you got to start looking at moving Drew. Is Drew going to resign here? Well, uh, what do you? So fair, uh, but also, what do you think about Konechny right now? Like, he's not connecting like on any goals. Nice. Yeah, I mean, nice. Danny has a, a stronger opinion on him than I do. Okay. Uh, Danny, Danny would probably be snapping right now about Konechny, but I mean, yeah, he hasn't been. The goal scorer that we ultimately have paid him to be, and that I mean, that we've yeah. seen. Now, I was just talking to Danny today on text. Is he was, still there though? Like, yeah, he's, he's still there. He's absolutely still. There. It's all confidence. It's all up here with him. Okay. And he he gets oh, when when he yeah. gets frustrated, like when when Drew gets frustrated and he starts like throwing heavy checks out there, and you can tell on his face that like he's just putting all that frustration into his game. When Connecting gets frustrated, he starts he starts chirping at refs. He starts just doing dumb shit. And I think that's what you see. I think he just gotta get, he just gotta mature. Honestly, on on the ice, he just gotta mature. And he, no. the, 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 like like I said, I just got done saying this team is so talent, young and talented. They are. I mean, they're the skill is there. They just, it, it sounds really cliche, but they just have to go out there and play. You know what I mean? Just like stop thinking about it so much and just go play hockey. It's definitely still there for connecting. I mean, I think by the end of the season, he'll he'll have a, at least probably 12, 12 or more goals. I mean, he's at like five or six now, but. Yeah, I don't want I don't want connecting to mature. I I, I like him the way I mean I, I you can still play the way mature he plays. as a player. Yeah, you can but still play the way he plays and mature. I mean, dude, he was like barking at refs, getting ten minutes in the conducts because like he was begging for like a a, a cross check penalty. And I'm like, dude, like you're in a, no, you haven't scored a goal in like 18 games, dude. You have no no room to be screaming at refs for for penalties, man. You got to go out there and perform, and then you'll get those calls. You know what I mean? Like those, those refs aren't stupid. Like they know that you, like they, they like hockey. I'm sure they're looking at it. Like, <laughs> oh, he hasn't had a goal in 16 games, and he's telling me to go fuck myself. Okay, oh. like all right, yeah, I bet he is. Get in the fucking box, dude. Like you want to chirp mm. at me, dude? It's like it's the same thing you see with rookies in like almost every league. Like they got to earn that respect. They're not going to get that 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 call. Like especially in the NBA. I mean, those rookies don't get. Don't Tyrese get those Maxey's calls. Whistle, they don't get those calls. You got to get that respect within the league, and then the refs, man. Well, now and on the flip side, and I'm going to bring it back to football, where we, I guarantee you, as soon as we, this the, the first hit on Tom Brady that we get this weekend, boom, flag. Oh, oh yeah, yeah man. <laughs> probably. Especially it's if it's low, if any, if anywhere below the knees. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be yeah, man, to be rough there. Below dude, the I will belly say, button, man. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stumps, let's, I'll I'll say this about TK. I see him out there, and mm-hmm. he's out in front of the net, and he looks more concerned about fucking with the guys around him than like where the puck is half the That's time. That's what I'm like, saying. He he, like, he loses where <laughs> his frustration it. should be going in, not mm-hmm. not like fucking with the dudes around you. You, should, you know, yeah, definitely. That, that you just backed up what I just got done saying with him. Yeah, yeah exactly. it's crazy. 
It's crazy. He it, it all just gets too external with him. And dude, I he's a good I like player, watching man. the fly. Yeah, I like watching the Flyers, but it's not like I was talking to you and Danny about this in the DMs. Like you see other teams play. Like you see the you, you see our Anaheim Ducks go out, you Liberty know, quack. top it up on the ice. The Liberty Quack coming to dude. Honestly, they're fucking disgusting. All of you, <laughs> dude. Disgusting. It's like. It, it's 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 like a different game. It doesn't look like yeah, the hockey that the Flyers play. It just looks look like a different sport. The Penguins no. have been without Malkin. To. They just got Malkin back <laughs> yesterday, and they've been yeah. on an absolute tear. I mean, like they're they have such a good system where they can put anybody in place. I mean, you got sort of of course you got Crosby. I mean, you got like Evan Rodriguez, who like is a good player, but he's not as good as he. I mean, he's not that good right now. The yeah. way he's playing, it's just that the. That team elevates every single player that plays. And if you're playing next to Crosby, I mean. How old is Malkin? I feel like he's been around since I've been alive. I think he's up there, 36, uh, maybe Jeez. 35. He's I mean, I could find man. out. Yeah, yeah I mean, he's well, definitely up there. It was, a, it was a, a realization for me in terms of hockey. I mean, everybody knows that I just don't know. 35. Shit he's 35. He's not that old. He's got, like, he's got at least six more years in him. Yeah. So the and the the realization for me was when I found out that Sidney Crosby is like what thirty two or something yeah, like he's young. something no, he's crazy like young Sydney like, man. like what the hell <laughs> yeah he's not a uh, he's thirty four so wow yeah, yeah he awesome. still got at least ten I say forty three forty four with him I mean he's so good man he's a best of all time usually. Top five. That's great stuff. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, Stumps, for enlightening me on, uh, on or all of us on the NHL and in general and the Flyers more specifically. So I, I really, we really appreciate it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Anytime. Got to get Danny yeah. here next time. Dude, yeah, absolutely. for real. Yeah, Got to get him so, out of the bunker. Got to get him out of Bin Laden's bunker. Oh, Gotta no. You remember life. that? <laughs> Dude, yeah. He was coming at his Was that this show? Just the lights. Yeah, it was it. It was on the walls, bro. Back in like July, just like in the corner with his phone. Like, Hello. <laughs> we like just made that Ellis trade. I remember I was like, because I was in yeah. South Carolina, I listened to that. To that, uh, that's why I, I I learned of the hashtag hashtag Chuck fucks. I mean, I don't know how much <laughs> fucking yes. he's doing these days, but regardless, stuff. So we appreciate you coming on, folks. Yes, listen to the Liberty Yell at the Liberty Yell, of course, on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Best Flyers podcast in the game right now. I mean, Easily. some people say these guys have no drive to succeed, but like those are just <laughs> oh, shout out to that guy, <laughs> shout out to that fucking freak in the Twitter comments. And hey, we love him. those people. We do love the freaks in the comments. We we wouldn't be anywhere without the freaks in the comments. <laughs> be where I am today, bro. Look at look at this. Look at this. Oh, oh man. man. All right. Thank you, man. Sam, yes, might as well just go into the sign-off right here. It's we've Yeah, had sure. Why not? So thank you, everybody, for listening to this edition of the Wolves of Broad Street podcast. My name is Sam Glavin. You can follow me at SamGlavin06. Follow my partners at RyanConway76, at ShamelesslySG. Seamus has been doing a great job producing the show, cutting up the highlights for us on the gram, being consistent as fuck. Shout out to at Liberty Line PHL and thelibertyline.com. Check out all the blogs and stuff. And uh, big shout out to Vic at the Philly Pod for coming on the show. Uh, big shout out to Y Play Floor Supply, our sponsor. And of course, Parks Casino Sportsbook. Use code Wolves69 to get a risk free bet of up to $500. Am I missing anything? I don't think so. Follow at Wolves Abroad ST on all of the social media things. Seamus G, close us down. <laughs> 